Boom, back once again, goddammit, with another edition of Tell Me a Joke, the guy not a chasing a dream. I'm your host of Maniacal Menace, Kyle Smith. Say the whole thing like a pimp name, slick back. And today, because uh, we back on the grind, goddammit, I got the homie, the friend, man, uh, that actor guy himself, uh, Mr. New Orleans, fucking Martin Bats. Bradford. What's up? What's up, my dude? What's happening, man? Hey, man. Oh, shit. I, I like that little intro. You you be talking. You talk about smooth, like, like, yeah. Back. Like, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. that was buttery, baby. Bring it in there. Yeah. 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 Makes everybody feel comfortable when hey, I come yeah. on there. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm comfy. That's nice. That's nice. That's how you get the boxes off. I got you. I see you. I see you. Yeah, how, how you how you been, dude? It's I, been a minute. It's been a minute, man. I've been pushing, dog. This been a been a long year for me, my G. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Like, ups and downs in every kind of way I could say, bro. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Like, so, you, 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 uh, strictly acting. I mean, I'm acting. I'm, um, well, more than, more than just that, but, but that, that's, that's, that, that has been your passion since, since, since a young, and I, and I, since like kindergarten, bro. Really? Literally. Yeah. Literally, it's like the only thing that I wanted to do. I mean, even I grew up with my grandparents, and they was even saying even before that, it was one of those things of, you know, you're getting those little school plays, and you're getting those, especially the church plays. And, you know, yeah. often say church is like the best place to groom an artist because they can't boo you. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You heard me? So it's like I always wanted to do it. And then as we got older, we from the generation of, like, Keenan and Kel and all yeah. that. So you're seeing kids that's not that much older than you. You heard right. me? Like, doing it. So... It was always the bug. It's just about how to, you know, put it together and make it happen. Okay, so at, at what age did you did you realize like, yeah, this is this is the thing. This is the passion I'm going. This is the dream I'm going. I'm Bro, going six. Six. I'm telling you, kindergarten, dog. It was that's all I wanted to do. Yeah. Like that was it. And I would like even through middle, even through elementary, I'd be writing my own little scripts, making my own comic books. I used to have this little thing where, like, if I saw a movie, I would always like make a comic book sequel of my own to it. I would really. Make, the movie like yeah. yeah in fourth grade elementary let me like direct the play because like whenever i want to have free time i always wanted to like make these little skits or these rips off something i might have saw on nickelodeon or something and after a while the teachers was like let's you know let's get behind them on that so they let me direct the christmas play at like really? fourth, fifth grade g like it was always the mission always yeah that's Very dope amazing. like so how old are you now 35. You're 35? Okay, yeah. so you're, 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 you're younger than me. So, boom. The 90s was your shit. Yeah, the 90s. 90s. The 90s was the, yeah, 90s the 90s kids, inspired, yeah. inspired a whole lot of our generation Definitely. to, like, actually be to, to be dreamers and actually, you know, inspire for something besides just working a 9 to 5. You know, what, what was the last job you had? I like, mean, real job you had. What you doing now? Well, like, right now, my day job, if like, I, I'm a part-time arts teacher. So yeah. I teach kids acting for, like, four hours out the day. Oh, okay. And that's just to keep me afoot because, you know, I've been you know, I've been blessed enough that some of these TV and film projects have given me a little room to be able to, like, not have to have the full-time nine-to-five right. situation. Because what would oh, happen is, nice. like, I, well, really, after I graduated college, man, this, this old head artist told me early, he was like, man, like, if you want to make a living as an artist, you're going to have to like string together these gigs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a normal nine to five, if you start booking something, if you want to do your own thing, that's going yeah. to be an issue. And I learned that I had to quit so many jobs for auditions or for a gig. So he put me on like the teaching artist thing where they'll put you in different schools, you teach your art. And if you ever have to take off, they'll send a substitute to yeah. have you lightweight. Uh-huh. Feel me? Something else he put me on was like I was reading. I stopped doing this like right before COVID because of COVID. But I was reading like stories to kids in libraries. And they pay yeah. you like hefty money just to come once a week, read the books to the kids and discuss it with them. And it's like two hours out your day. Yeah. You know I mean? So it's like 
as an artist in the city, I just started finding these gigs that'll fit my template a bit right. to just survive until other things popped up. That's that New Orleans hustle mentality. Niggas down here can't help but to hustle. Man, you got and to. Shit, that's what it's always been. And it, it's so crazy because, like, you, you, you got it down. It seems like you got it down to, not, not necessarily to a science, but you got it down pat to where you were actually living out your dream at, the, at this moment. Like, you're actually doing your thing. Because that, I'm, shit. Nigga, I'm still at this nine to five shit. Just scared to leave. Just you know, because there's so much other else that's banking on on me, me being able to make this amount of money and being like, oh, I'm still gonna be comfortable where I'm staying at. Instead of being like, nigga, just just take that leap. And I've I've, I've taken a leap many times, but now it's to the point where it's just like. <sighs> you keep taking this leap and see where it's gonna go. Like I like I said, I've been I've been doing you know shows and shit every here and there. But it ain't it ain't like you know it's consistently coming and it's not like it's it's paying the big bills because you know now I'm an adult adult so right. I gotta I gotta stiff out I gotta stiff out to these big bills that's coming in and it's like shit this 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 dream's not catching up to this this accumulation of bills that's coming so that's why I stopped looking at it like a dream bro it's a journey G yeah it's a full blown journey because like man I remember when I first started man one of my closest partners in the industry he was telling me because you know I mean as an artist it's gonna always be the peaks and the valleys man and you know you know that there's times where it's completely flat broke you feel me yeah. and don't know which way to look up and then you have your you know your peaks where it's like alright I ain't doing too bad and at, what was, was crazy like people that's not artists they don't get like we don't have a map we just have a passion for it. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So it's like, we gonna keep going even if it makes no sense, but then you gotta get the reality of like, fuck though, I still gotta eat. Yeah, I still need right, lights. exactly. So like, and there's, there's no code that's been cracked to that because sometimes I just, sometimes I just look up and wonder, how am I still doing this? Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. But it's always like something comes through. I can't even always what keeps, explain What it. keeps you going, son? What, what keeps you motivated to just stay on this path? I mean, there's, I never looked at a plan B. Like, I think that's what it was. This was always it. And since this was always it, it was just you got to make it work. And that's often been hard. It's been hard on my relationships. It's been hard on my yeah. own sanity. It's been hard on... It's been hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right this instant, like, it's so funny of... Like, right now... As far as career stuff, like right now I'm working on this TV series with uh with Craig Robinson. I'm in yeah. like three episodes of this joint called Killing It that's gonna be Come on Peacock. And um and like Shout out Peacock, shout, shout out, out Craig Peacock Robinson. Network and like Okay, just in August I lost everything uh. in, in Hurricane. You feel me? I lost everything. My house and, and it's this soul spirit like me and my like I was in this relationship for like four and a half years and we fell out a month prior so uh, yeah. two, a couple months prior so it was almost like relationship destroyed then my house literally destroyed yeah and all this happened after I was coming off of the biggest gig of my life with uh Samuel L. Jackson the series that's coming out next year as well and like this was this was around the time career-wise where things had finally like wait things are starting to kind of line up in a like cool way yeah. and, and funny enough like I lost my car a year and a half ago, so that was this thing that was hammering me. So I was like, I finally got a car. The career stuff is starting to finally get into place. And then what do I? I lose my house and my girl. So it was like one of those things. Yeah. Up, you can't yeah. have everything at once. You kind of placing it together. So like right now, I'm sitting here like, okay, I can tell you, I'm not stressing on the nine to five necessarily because I'm working this gig. But right now, I'm at my partner spot because I don't have a crib anymore. I got yeah. a car, but it's like. 
I'm still putting my life together pick, in a way. pieces back up still. And I think that's all of us in a way. Even if you don't get hit with this crazy disaster, it's I don't know. It's like I don't know. It's like an artist way. Just when you feel like things yeah. are like making sense, the dice get rolled again. Right. It's like I right, figure it out, motherfucker. Boom. You hear me? So hit you with that bullshit. So it's, it's just like, a passion ah. of like, man. I just started therapy a few months ago. Well, at the top of the summer, I started therapy, and there was this question that uh, one of the therapist, the therapist asked, and she was like, "Man, what do you say to your heart?" And I never even thought of that quite. I, don't know, I even thought of the concept of talking to my heart. Like, yeah. what, my G? And the only thing that came to mind, and I think that's what I can answer your question with about like what keeps me going is, I said, "We gonna win," mm-hmm. and that's just. That means a lot to me, like, and that can mean a bunch of things. Just the concept of regardless of anything that's happening, we gonna win. Right. You feel me? So that keeps me going. Period. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's right there. I like to I like to have a little. I guess you you can look at it as like your little mantra that you like to keep. I like to look at certain things like that. Like let's be iconic, you know, and, Real. and like we gonna do something that's gonna make us stand out. That's gonna that's gonna want to teach other people like to to do the same. Not that you know, even though it is a struggle, you can't get through there on the other side. And mm-hmm. on the other side, it's, it's something, it's something good. Like this, this is something that we're striving for. But not just for us, it just like for everybody else as well. Like to teach other people that hey, this is something that you know you, you can look up to instead of how we were taught and how we were raised way back when because they didn't know no better and it's good that motherfuckers are going to therapy now because like back then motherfuckers hey you soft if you're going to therapy it's like man no that whole therapy changed my whole life i say that period so hell yeah (laughs) like just my whole perspective on so much it was just interesting like they'll ask you questions that you never thought to ask yourself and it's some embarrassing shit when someone asks you a question about you and you don't have and an, you answer, have an for answer for it, right? And you gotta yeah. come back next week because you gotta figure out some shit it was about like, you. Oh, bitch, you hit a nerve just now. It's like I don't know what this is, but bro, it feels different, bro. So, like, I, I, hundred percent agree with that. That, 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 that standpoint of how like we are becoming the new examples to set. Yeah, you feel me? Because yeah. it's hard, but possible, and that's right. that's one right. thing that we can represent. Right. You feel me? That's a good that's a good statement, man. It's hard, but it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Ain't nothing out here easy, ain't nothing out here free. I mean, no 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 need to go to back roads to do it. You can still get it in, in the regular way. You can still come from the front streets and still get it how you get it. Like even though all you've been you've been through so much struggle. Like everybody's been through some bullshit. Like, but there's still there's still ways to make it out. And right. like that like you live in proof. You live in proof, and, and like ever since I've been been recording this podcast, it's been proof of of how the struggle has gone. Because like when I first started this, it was some bullshit. I started this in L.A. when I I, I first decided to go ahead and take a leap of faith on, on you know a fucking dream of mine of of a journey that I was going to take, and I knew it was going to take a long time. And I was like, fuck it, you know, let's just let's just hop in the car and go. Did that shit. Didn't even have a job lined up. I was just like, fuck it. Let's see where it lands me. You know, I got this electrician skill. You know, I'm going to go out there and fucking be an electrician, make my money and do what I say. Do the same thing I've been doing down in New Orleans. That, that should work, right? You know, thinking that, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, listening to everybody saying, oh, this is the place I'm supposed to go. But, you know, nobody really tells you that, you know, this is really what it is. Right. Because when I get there, I'm like, oh, man, this ain't, this is not what I expected at all. Like, this is that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, I 
I've ran into some bullshit and then things just started to decline from there. Just like, just like with you, just boom, one after the other. Bang, bang, bang. Nigga lost my old lady. Boom. Car got fucking wrecked. And then right after that, nigga fucking, I had to leave the place I was staying in because nigga, my job let me go. Nigga, I found a job within two weeks as soon as I got out there, but it, I only lasted like nine months. Not only was able to last nine months out there before shit went to just, just the shit. And fucking after that, I was like, fuck it, I got to go. I got to go somewhere good. And, and the whole time I was staying out there, like the energy was just just off. Like I, I'm I'm a big component component of uh, I'm a big like person that's really into like the universe and, and how how energy feels and how things fluctuate. So when I come to an area, I can be like, ah, nah, this don't feel right. And I can get the fuck out of there before dangerous shit happens. So, you know, being out there that entire time, I just didn't feel right. And everybody else saw it. Mm. People saw it. It's like, God, you don't seem happy. You know, you're not smiling as much. And I'm like, man, I don't know what it is. You know, it's beautiful out here. And the streets is nice, you know, but the people are ornery as fuck. So they don't give a shit about nobody. It's like so, you know how how, how what am I how, how am I supposed to deal with this? I don't really have friends. I got friends, but you know they they new friends. So it's just like I don't know how how down they are for me right. at this point in time. You know I ain't got no therapist. I ain't got nobody to talk to besides these new niggas. So it's just like I I don't know. And until until I left, like something was just like, hey man, you you got to get the fuck. So I was like, fuck it. I had to dip. And as soon as I dipped, nigga, that's when everything behind me just crashed, kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah, nigga. That's when fucking fire started, nigga. That's when the fucking pandemic hit, and then everybody and mama started leaving fucking L.A. And I was like, oh, I was ahead of the curve. And then things after that, boom, just started fucking going up and up. I'm like, oh, shit, nigga, money started coming in, nigga, things started getting better, fucking gigs started coming in, jobs, and I'm like, oh. I it was that place that was the dumb shit like that was the <clears throat> bullshit that I was in and that energy and I felt it and I was like alright so now that I'm in Texas now like things have been so much better and it's like you know that's just, that's just part of the journey right there and what's funny when you speak on that you speak on the fires and such like I've been just looking at these past few months of just like a purge you know yeah. what I'm saying and I think in your life at times you could kind of see when like a purging might happen whereas like you said the universe and all the energies around you are telling you where you are isn't where you need to be right right you know exactly I mean? and that's what cause I mean cause I've been thinking about moving because like New Orleans, I've, grew, I've never lived anywhere else. Right. I, I born and raised in my second home is Atlanta because my parents stay out there. But it's like, yeah. I've, I've only lived here and it's like relationship gone, house gone, this is gone, that is gone. I'm like, man, I think maybe I need to like make a move. You feel me? Yeah. And like oftentimes it, it's telling you, it's telling you when you got to do it. You know what I mean? Right. Certain things might get cut off. Certain doors may not open. You got to read them signs. You got to read them. But it's just ironic that... You tell me how you ran out of L.A. and L.A. is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, hey, 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 say, <laughs> it's, it, 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 the doors open for certain people. Like, when it calls you out there, that's when you should go. But if it ain't calling you, nah, there's nigga, there's no need to go. And that's been one of my big things about, because I'm an actor, so of course, right. everybody be like, go to L.A. And I'm like, I'm not about to just run out there with no plan, just naked, because I know too many horror stories of people yeah. going out there and just hitting that wall. So I'm like, it's exactly what you're saying of. I, I, when it makes sense and it's starting to make sense to me a friend of mine matter of fact her name is uh, Devin Tyler she's an amazing actress she plays on Clarice and she's about to be on a new season of Snowfall funny enough Okay. and uh, me and my partner Jaren we both actors in the game and we all three of us we, we was, you know actor buddies and me and Jaren was you know this is years ago talking about man we, we might need to get to LA we might need to go to LA even though right now feels more real to me in my mind to do it than then right? right but she would always say 
I'm not going to LA until they send for me. Yes. I'm staying right where I'm doing, staying right here. I'm doing what I'm doing because what I'm doing is working. And when they send for me, that's where I'm going to go. Yep. Ironically, two years later, she get booked in Canada and Clarice. Mm. One year after that, now she's playing in Snowfall in LA. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, just yeah. one of those things. So when the universe talks, you got to listen to yeah. it, bro. Yeah. And sometimes you got to hold fast to your convictions because she called her shot. I'm always say she called her shot and it, you know, it worked yeah. out. She, and the people, and so it's so crazy that you say that because the people out in LA, that's exactly what they tell you. It's like, nah, man. See, people come out to LA for the wrong reason. Don't worry, nigga. When LA wants you, LA gonna send for you. Right now, if they ain't looking, there's no need to come. And I was like, oh shit. I wish I wish I treat you like you're not there. Probably. Right, right, exactly. I wish I would have. I wish I would have known. Like nobody tells you this shit, and so. This is the whole. This is the whole reason why I, I started this whole podcast. Just, just for this reason. Just be like, hey man, tell me a joke. Well, we don't tell any jokes. You know, it's a guideline of chasing the dream, nigga. It's not. I mean, it's not a guideline for everybody, but it's something that other people can listen to and be like, oh, so you know, this night, this might not be a path that I would take, but this is a path that somebody could take. This, this could be helpful to somebody to listen to. Right. And, and that's, that's one of the things that I, I kind of want to give back to people. And like, I actually, I actually get feedback from time to time from homies and shit. Like, hey man, Hey man, that shit's silly as fuck. So you you got me through my day, man. That that <laughs> shit was good. Nigga. I I just be sitting down listening when you when you got another one coming out. I'm like, keep I on mean, listening. Son. That's the therapy in it too, though, man. <laughs> therapy could come in different ways. Right. Sometimes it come from playing the game. Sometimes, like you say, you might be at work and just listen to some shit on the podcast, and you like, man, that helped me. You know yeah. what I mean? That eased my mind or whatever. Like it's a public service. Like just art in general, man. It's a public service, whether you realize it. Especially what you do as a comedian, bro. I yeah. mean, making people laugh—that's medicine. So, yeah. hell yeah, G. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, so what? What is what is the genres that you prefer to do? What What are more movies? What are the movies that you like to be? Or whatever shows that you like to do more, like horror, uh, fantasy, drama. Well, it's like, or just whatever. I like everything, man. Like my 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 my, my dream role is to be in a comic movie because, like, I'm a nerd. You know what yeah. I mean? So I would love to be a superhero or even anybody that's based in the comics. I could pick up one of my books and be like, "That's me right there." Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like I would love to be in that realm. But I typically get booked in dramas. I get booked in a lot of dramas. But luckily, um, I've got like I said, I'm in a Craig Robinson joint, so I'm in yeah. a, this a comedy. So I'm getting to flex that because, like, people. Acting is, is doing doing comic comedic acting and doing dramatic acting. It's the same thing in a way. If you know, you know, if you just follow the story and follow your character as you should. That's right. why when you look at this joint true story with Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes, and people uh, are like, I haven't seen it yet, but people are like glowing about how great um, Kevin Hart is in a dramatic yeah. role. But if you look at many comedic actors in yeah, history, they they got range. They got range. You feel <laughs> right. me, Eddie, Bill? Like they got range, bro. Right. So it's but it's, it's on the other side too. There's a lot of dramatic actors that might surprise you if you throw them yeah. in a comedic role but oftentimes if you're great at whatever they'll just keep on throwing you in that lane so i got a lot of drama on my resume i'm building some comedy but i want to get in that sci-fi i want to get in that comedy i yeah. want to get in some fantasy you feel me i feel like we don't have to always be in that same avatar every time you see a black face you yeah exactly oh that's so good because you like you're you're at you have great facial reaction like every every time, like every picture I see, there's always like a different. Like it reminds me of like a a, a, a Jim Carrey or a, a, a Godfrey. 
Like you really give me Godfrey vibes, and it's like, oh man. Like and every time I see you in something, I'm like, ah, that, that nigga make he doing shit. Look at him. Look at him. Come on, son. I love pointing that shit out, son. It's it's hey, so what have what have you been in? What what are all the what are all the movies that you've done? Man, dude. <laughs> Cause that's the thing, bro, because I, I always blank out when anybody yeah. asks me that question because it's like I don't I don't know why. I just I just go blank and I'll be having to be okay, let me let me think. I mean my first gig ever was American Horror Story Coven, um, with Kathy Bates. Yeah. Uh, that was my that was the first thing I ever booked. And uh, I'm always I'm always cherish her because she made it so easy. You know what I mean? Like you might hear stories sometimes of like, you know, asshole actors or asshole celebrities. Yeah. And she was definitely not one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like from the very beginning, um, when we first met. She asked me, like, something I was, I was going over my lines, and she was like, oh, you seem, you're trained. You seem trained. And I was like, yeah, you know, I went to school for this, definitely. And she was like, oh, we're going to have some fun. And from that point on, she treated me like a peer on that set. Yeah. Even to a point, man, there's this one part that was in the script that never made it, where it's like she had to, like, overpower me some kind of way. And she was telling the director, like, this isn't going to make sense. Look at this dress I'm wearing. This guy is strapping. There's no way I'm going to, you know what I mean? She was like, let's figure this out. So they took maybe five to ten minutes to talk about how to get the scene to work. And then she asked me. She was like, Martin, what you think? How you think we should do it? Uh-huh. And I'm in here rookie mode like wait <laughs> you're Miss Kathy my Bates. ideas <laughs> you were mine <laughs> me I had shit but, <laughs> but the fact that she even had that kind of respect just made me yeah. be like man appreciate you so it was like I'm always remember that one but like I'll be having to go to my own IMDB G, G to G to see what the hell I've been in dog uh, I was in NCIS New Orleans uh, that was a, that was a, my first recurring I did that for a minute um, Nola Circus, Zoo, that this TV series called Zoo that oh. I was in, uh, Scream Queens, Burnt. Man, there's this movie, it flopped. It was starring Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and it was called Burnt. And I remember I, I was so happy it flopped, not to be effed up. But I mean, yeah. this is one of my earliest movies, and like I didn't understand, like, some sometimes you gotta work the camera yourself. So the director had me doing stuff, and I didn't know he just kept the camera in the back of my head. So I'm watching this movie, looking for myself. You hear my voice, then a the motherfucker. Yeah. But it's the back of my head. And, you know, now I would know no, no matter what. If that thing's recorded, I'm going to turn my head. You ain't going to just have the back of my head in your movie. Right. So, yeah, I was happy. I ain't really do much. Because I like, yeah, you, you played me, bro. <laughs> I was in this joint called Containment. That was, uh, I remember that just had a, when COVID first started, Containment had a new run. And I remember we did containment like in 2016, but because it was about the same topic, it became relevant again, the whole pandemic situation. How long you been at this? Man, 2013 was my first booking, bro. Yeah. Star Trek, uh, Blaze was his Ethan Hawke joint. When we first met, it got some, I, I'm looking, Tales from the Hood too. That was a, that was a fun yeah. one. Uh, Green Book, Venom, Wounds. The oath was this joint I did in Puerto Rico that uh, Fifty oh, said. Puerto Rico, bro. It was it was tripping me out. I was see, that was one of those things of like, I was mystified, bro, because Fifty Cent he had like before he was like doing his G unit stuff on Stars. Uh, I guess he was still like getting his feet wet with it, so yeah. he was on this uh, app called Crackle, Sony Crackle. Yeah, and he had at least three or four of his own produced series on there. So I was on the oath. It was the second season of it with Christina Milian, uh, this cat from. True Blood, I can't think of his name right now. But um, uh, it was in Puerto Rico, so they flew me out to Puerto Rico, and I'm like, yo, like not too long ago, I was acting for free, you feel yeah. me? Now y'all sent me out to Puerto fucking Rico to do like some episode. <laughs> Dude, I was, like, I, I, I hope to never get to a point where 
stuff like that is normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to, even no matter, like I got 40 credits, but even beyond this, I want to always, even if I got famous, I want to always feel like, man, no, this is a blessing. Don't ever think this is normal because there's like hundreds of people that only get to this point. Right. You heard me? And I don't feel like I'm where I want to be, but at times you got to be grateful because they got a lot of people wishing. They got a lot of people in their nine to fives right now that's just like yeah. wishing it would have went a different way and yeah. i try to always I, I talk to them all the time bro every time they every time they know that i'm uh, i do i do entertainment they're like oh man i wish i could have did something like that i wish i could i mean it's like man i'm like hey it's not too late son hey you got all the time in the world bro, you can get into something i said it off the time in this game with this acting game bro there's always a role like i have a friend of mine miss Rhonda, man she started in her like 50s and yeah. she been killing it you yeah. feel me for the past few years she's been killing it it's like Acting like you know, movies is about telling stories. There's always a story that's gonna always need a motherfucker like you. Yeah. Who whatever you bring to the table. You hear me? So I, I often tell people like, no, don't think you can't. Just put in the work and you know, do the things you need to do to get to the point. But how don't do think you, you know can't. how you know what role to take? How do you know do you are you just you just basically hop do you hop on anything that comes or do do you, do you sit through it? How do you how do you decide what you're gonna do and what you won't do? Um that's more of a recent thing because when you first start, like, you know, oftentimes they talk about don't get typecast. Yeah. When you first start, you want to be typecast because that's the only way you're going to get to work. Right. You feel me? Because when you first get in this game, um, the casting directors is, is like you, when you're in the game official, you have an agent. Your agent send you out to casting directors. Casting directors are the ones that kind of hold the keys between you and the producers and the directors that's gonna see your work. Yeah. So whenever um whenever a project is looking for, you know, actors, the producers from whatever production company go to the casting directors in that city. The casting directors in that city send look at okay, what type of characters do they need? And then they send whatever people and then they roll the decks that fit these characters yeah. to the agents that they know to have actors that fit these characters. So when you first start out, instant automatically that casting director is going to see you as maybe two or three different types because only so many characters are going to be coming down the pipeline anyway that you're going to fit for instantly yeah because theater is more of a performance art where you can transform and be whatever but film they want it as true to life as possible so oftentimes wow. they're going to size you up and be like all right true to life what type of people do i see you as until you prove otherwise yeah they're going to put you in a box kill that box because then once you start killing that box, you can start showing them, I got layers even within this box you give me. Yeah. Then they'll throw you something different. They're like, well, let me see how you do that. Kill that. And that's when you start getting more options as far as choices. Because when you first starting, man, I, I went for so many thug roles. It was crazy <laughs> starting up. And then, you know, I, I booked a bunch of them. But then, like, once again, people started seeing, wait, he has other dimensions. And that started working for me. Yeah. So as years go by, then you can make choices of, okay, I don't want to be thug number two no more. You feel me? Right. And I can do that now because I have a resume to back me to be like, well, I don't need this particular one. Or if I want to be the the thug guy, let me be the fucking leader. If I ain't the dude running the show, what's right. the point? Because I've been lackeys about five times already. So yeah. you get to a point where you know for yourself what you want to do, what you want to represent. I often say, like, my favorite roles are the roles that, like, society kind of kind of trains you to overlook or trains mm. you to not 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 give much power to. That's why I don't mind being the near-do-wells, but I want to bring some humanity to them regardless. You feel me? So... Like it when sometimes and sometimes it's not that deep. Sometimes you just broke and you like, man, look, I need the money. Let me do this. Yeah. So <laughs> it depends on where you are, like in your career and where you are in life sometimes. Yeah. Because you know this thing, like I said, is ups and downs, man. Shit. How how is your memorization? Like, how do you? What is your? 
uh, methods on memorizing lines and shit. But me, luckily, that was my gift. Like, I feel like every artist, like, we all mutants, so we got multiple yeah, gifts and shit. Yeah, look at the same thing, yeah, my nigga. Yeah, I'm we X-Men fucking. So it's like, there's no artist I know that's good at one thing. But even within your uh, gift, I guess, I mean, within your talent, there's certain gifts that just, you're just great at. Yeah. For me, memorizing was always easy for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not it's not fully photographic, but I can read a thing one or two times. Once I got the gist of the story, plugging in what I... It, I just have to read it over and over, and it's gonna just click. Especially yeah. once I know, okay, this is what this, this is what he's saying. This is what the scene is about. Okay, I'm good, and it just kind of sticks. But I know people that I got a friend of mine. She has to write oh, every write it word, out. yeah. And I think that's the most tedious thing uh, in the world. I know a few comics like that. Bro, it's but, like, oh man. But once but they it do it, it's in the yeah, head, and they know it. Uh, I have another <laughs> partner of mine. He can't um, memorize things unless. Like he has the movements, yeah. like the blocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once he has the blocking of where he's supposed to be body wise, yeah. then for whatever reason, the words stick to his brain better. So that's how I memorize with my poems. And so, because I'm always, uh, I have a lot of, I mean, many gestures whenever I'm. I'm reciting my poetry and shit, or whenever I'm doing anything, uh, like when I'm doing comedy and all that, it's always the gestures, and I have like key points that I'm going to be in a certain at a certain movement where I should say a certain thing, and like I, I've it's it's crazy that it's it's, it's like that because I've always I've always been like that, and it's 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 weird because like I, I wanted to test the theory of like why I do shit that way and why the memory is like that, so I uh, I worked out while trying to recite one of my poems and I, and I realized that after working out like doing motion while doing like extraneous extenuous extraneous motion while I'm trying to recite something and do something from memory and the shit came like that and I was like whoa like it was, it was very strange to do and it was just kind of like a little science science experiment I did yeah. with myself but you know I don't do it as often but I realized like if I needed something at crunch time I'll do something like that and that might just be how yours click, bro. Yeah. For real. I remember even in active school, man, like they would have us to, to test how well you knew your lines, make you do something. Because, you know, it's one thing if you think you know it, just sitting down. But what if they'd be like, okay, say your whole monologue while you clean this whole floor up. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. And can you stay on, on task? And that would be some of the, you know, the tests they'll throw at us at times. But luckily for me, memorization isn't one of my like weaknesses like that was like an absolute strength one of my weaknesses funny enough is accents yeah like the british accent certain i like i can get it once i've been working any accent for a minute but i gotta work the motherfucker i'm not one of yeah. people that could just jump into accents and people that do that i'd be like what do you think is the best way to like learn an accent um i think being around a person who actually that's speaks what I it, would assume as well. I think that's the or if you could actually go to the country if you got that kind yeah. of money. You heard me. For me, it's just um, luckily for YouTube, open the whole world up. So I, I, I look for some very specific, and I'll just hammer how they're talking and mimic it as best as possible. And then one thing that I often would say to people, especially if they're auditioning, trying to get an accent. Don't go full on, especially ah, if you're okay. not comfortable. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> catch it and then, like, yeah. infer to it as best possible in your, in your normal term, and they'll kind of, like, go with it. And then, you know, if you get the role, they will have a coach oftentimes that help you up. But, oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm, like, accents, like, that's one I often say. I got to, like, work in that on my off time because 
you know, every now and then they might throw, hey, do a Jamaican accent or do an African accent. And when you say African accent, they can be a Nigerian accent or they can be a South African accent. And there's all these accents that come into play these days. So, I, you know, I'm doing my thing, but I, I ain't Superman over here. Yeah, well, well, so I was good. I'm glad you said Superman. So, uh, if you, what, what superhero would you want to play if you, if you get the role to? Superhero. Yeah, my, my, before you start, my, uh, I've always wanted to play Static Shock. I've always, if I had the chance, I've always wanted to be Static Shock. I've been campaigning to be e like a motherfucker. Really? Like, uh, I made a little video uh, on on, on uh, YouTube recently, and um, I think I'm about to put one on TikTok. Because, you know, Michael B. Jordan is about to produce a Static Shock yeah, uh, uh-huh. series for HBO Max. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, I heard about that. And I'm like, man, if y'all need a bad guy, because, you know, I, we both an aged out of Static. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you need a bad guy, I would love to play, like, just a supervillain role. e would be definitely one of them. Um, as far as superheroes... Um, now you know my 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 nickname Bass because I've always been a Batman fan. Yes, but I've always same felt here. like Bruce Wayne has to be white. But it, <laughs> it just 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 given just given his history, like yeah. a billionaire family for generations right. of white wealth. Like even though I've said this recently, like if they did this um story of let's say the Waynes, this white family, like adapt adopt a black kid, yeah. and then they got killed, and then a the black kid inherited all of that money. Yeah. You know, how, that would be a very interesting like story of like this black kid inherited all his wealth and became a vigilante, but also when he's the the, the guy, the rich black guy, you know, God ain't really Honestly, fucking with him. My, my brother's probably yelling at me right now, but there is a black Batman. No, 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 I'm about to get to that. Oh, okay. I'm oh, about to get yeah. to that, but I'm saying if we was to do the Bruce Wayne story, ah, I'd right, right, right. adopted. Now, Jace Fox. Like that's the Batman that just got introduced um, a few uh, a couple couple years ago, and now that he's introduced and that's Luke, that's one of Luke Fox's sons. So yeah, um, yeah I would definitely love to play that guy because the way they even have gone about creating his whole avenue, I'm like, oh, okay, I can see this black Batman, and I can see that happening. So I would definitely want to be Jace Fox. Yeah, and I just found out recently Stan Lee made a black Batman. Um, comic once as a one-off like apparently he had this line of just if he did the Justice League uh-huh. and he had on uh, one he had this black Batman called Wayne Williams and this was like some guy he grew up it was, a, it was also he was black and like his dad got killed and there's a bunch of bull crap that went on in his life <laughs> but it was interesting how Stan Lee's take was on him it was like a mix between like Luke Cage origin mixed with cause he was like why well, I'm going to jail and shit yeah. <laughs> but like it was interesting to see these different takes on if Batman was black, but, yeah. Which is what, what you, I say on what it. Do you, what do you think about that? Uh, the black Superman that they've been having, because that there is there is a black Superman that's supposed to be stronger than the actual Superman, but uh, I, my brother tells me all this shit, and that that's something I, I can't go too into depth about because I, he just started telling me about it, but. You know that that's supposed to be happening as well. It, it yeah, the all, movie. I'm um, Tanhasi Coates supposed to be writing it, and that's yeah. crazy too. Um. There's two black supermen in the comics, but this movie, I'm not too sure if, I think they're going black Clark Kent route. And that's interesting because it's like Clark Kent, you know, is this boy in Kansas. So I'm wondering how you're going to do the black boy in Kansas unless Tom yeah. is going to go, he might go left. I don't know how you're going to do it in this movie. Um, one of the black supermen's name is Val Zod. And I think that's who Michael B. Jordan is about to yeah. about to play in his movie. Because apparently they have two different black Superman movies. The Michael B. Jordan, Val Zod joint, and whatever Tiny Hasi Coates is writing. But this other black Superman is named Calvin Ellis in a whole other universe. So I feel like this often. Like, when it comes to those characters, 
I don't know what about Superman means he has to be a white man. He's a freaking right. alien He's from alien. Krypton. Like, exactly. So I feel he like he's power from the sun, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> melanin, bro. Exactly. Likes, come on. So <laughs> I, I, I don't like, like, like while I said the way that Batman is juxtaposed, it seems like Bruce Wayne has to be white unless you do some major things. Aside from him living in Kansas. There's not much that has to necessarily be white for Superman. And there's a lot of characters out there to me that I'm like, this character don't have to be white. This could be black or this could be Hispanic or this could be Asian. It just yeah. depends. You feel yeah. me? So I'm all with black Superman. Like we've had a deficit of black characters like in power and comics and superhero and in that realm anyway. So the more the better. Yeah. The, you feel me? Definitely the more the better. Like yeah, fucking uh Black Panther was Everybody's superhero. That guy that woke everybody up. Bro. I was like, oh, oh, now y'all are finally getting on board. As if like, we have like Black Lightning, Blade. They've had yeah. all Static Shock. We've had these other heroes, but Black Black Panther definitely set the world on fire. Shang Chi was good too. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Like, man, the, what they're doing now with this this generation of uh, just going from comic to TV, from comic book to TV. Like, this shit's been amazing. What you thought about the uh, the Zack Snyder cut? Of uh of Justice League, I rocked with that long motherfucker. That long motherfucker, four hours, like Bro. it's an Avatar movie. But I, I I looked at his, and that's another thing. As a comic fan, he did he do his own thing. People, he's controversial, but I look at his films as an Elseworlds tale. It's just his take on yeah. what he's doing, and I had fun with it. I liked it much more than the Josh Reading version. Yeah, you feel me? Uh, so, yeah, I like something that could take me somewhere and then still have like a little plot behind it to where I'm not all confused by what the fuck y'all doing. It's like that. Don't throw in some random shit just because this motherfucker makes this much money. Like you know, I just you stick to your story and give me something good. Hey, I'm coming to a fantasy world. And I'm right. probably gonna be fucked up as I'm coming as here. As I'm coming here, like get fucking show me something good, goddammit. And they have decades of material to pull from. Yes. so it's like. It so much. They can go so many up. routes. That's why I get mad when they mess up the video game and the anime adaptations. I'm like, <laughs> y'all have all this material that's good material, and there's barely any video game to film adaptations that are that great. They got some that you be like, that's cool, but man, they kind of tend to suck. And then we look at the animated film. It's I still want to burn Netflix down for Death Note. I'm not hearing oh, too yeah, many good. I didn't. What shit? Are you a Cowboy Bebop fan? I, I was about to say, I haven't watched the Cowboy yeah, watched, Bebop yeah, I, one and I, I people wanna, have been kind of uh, raging, raging on both, that. They've been both sides about it and I'm like, man, I mean, but you know, fucking Harold from fucking Harold and Kumar, nigga, that's my dude, man. He got a, <laughs> man. I mean, I, I mean I'm it's not the characterization that is really people's problem. I'm hearing that they just changed so much of the story and yeah. so many things. I, that's why I want to go ahead and watch Cowboy Bebop again. I'm going to just go watch the cartoon again and then I'm gonna go I'm gonna go watch the live action just to be like uh, okay I can see why people are upset you know right. I wanna have my own take on it cause every time movies come out or every time somebody every time somebody's really up in arms against some shit they, you know people people have their own opinion I'm like eh, let, let me check it out for myself first mm -hmm. before I'm just on y'all side about things cause I'm like mm-mm uh -huh. and, and, and and right now, like, social media, like, breeds echo chambers. So at a point, you have to really know, wait, what's my feeling? Yeah. You know what I mean? Let yeah. me get my feeling before right. I let y'all taint anything. Let me come to my own terms. So 
Hell yeah. I don't think enough people do that enough. No, no, especially not, not in these days, especially if you born into this, if you born into this, this, this social economy Bro. that we're living in like this. Oh my God. I, I couldn't imagine. That's why I love the age where we were like, yeah. we were born right in that good middle ground. Of, yeah. We remember life before the internet. Right. <laughs> but we still like, we're in that generation of being able to be with everything that updates so we know how to navigate new things that come. Yeah. Because I couldn't imagine being born not knowing what the world was before the internet. And like you said, even more so now there's a generation that is born into social yeah, media. Yes. Like, and it's wild. They think bro. that this is what life is. It's like, no, no, put the, put the box down. Look <laughs> up outside. real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Go outside. Feel the sun on your skin. Like, this it's, is what life is. I feel like an old man when I say this, bro. And we're not old, but it's like, nah. I get excited when I see kids outside on yeah. bikes and shit. Because it seems like for a while, I wasn't seeing kids outside. No, no it got scary. Bro. It, got, it, got, it got scary. I was like, get outside and see your knee or something. Thank God for skateboarding and shit. Yeah. Whatever brings them outside. Cause get dude, you a bobo, man. What the fuck are y'all doing? Son. It's so weird. And <laughs> everything that everything that they see on the inside. Like, you watching niggas play games. Like, what the fuck? That's a whole industry. Oh, my you God. You watching from your couch someone else play the game instead of you. The same game that you got. That you like, got. You, you, you can play this game. Like, you you have the capabilities to play <laughs> to the same game. And they just won't watch. I, I can't. Uh. We, it's, it's, we old men speaking when we speak on that. Yeah. You feel me? Hell, you don't know what you're talking about. Are you sure? This motherfucker's rich off of you just peeping. You watching him play the game, and you know if you get that cold watch, but that's what they might be doing. Like I'll, I'll tip my hat to the ones that's actually trying to become the people to be yeah. watched. Yeah, I, yeah, I tip my hat to you, sir. But the ones that's just like it's not hey, the majority though. <laughs> go ahead, hey, I need, I need twenty dollars on my card real quick. For what? I need to get a new skin on my gun. Son, a skin on your gun? <laughs> what? That's what you spending money on, dude. The you get like, like, damn, I hate to sound like this, but when we were growing up. You got the game, you got the game. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need. I don't need nothing else special. Now, like, bro, you get the game, you got to get the package, you got to get the season pass, yeah, all you got to get the extras, bro. I, you you want to spend it up to $200 on a $50 and, game, and, and bro. see, these games nowadays, they know what the fuck they're doing. They're like, oh, oh, this is how we make more money? All right, we're going to give you this game with only two people. And it's like, man, what the fuck? What the fuck? If you want more people, you gotta buy fifteen ninety nine. No, man, that's not. All right, hey, I see what it is. But if you're in their shoes, that's a beautiful hustle. Supply and demand. Come on, mm -hmm. and hey, people gonna buy it, man. We, the culture has grown to be that big. You yeah. know what I mean? Video game. Come on, it's its own freaking industry. So I ain't mad at it. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna just toss my little pennies. You ain't getting yeah. my dollars. Yeah, nah, nah. I'm gonna still me? stay old school with it. I'll buy your game, but I ain't getting that extra shit. Nah, if I get the extra shit, after I waited for your game to be about twenty or thirty dollars. That's it. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So that extra shit ain't hit me. <laughs> this, no uh, this extra shit add up to how much the game really, it really is. is. Yeah, there we go. Uh, uh, <laughs> fuck all that bullshit, fuck man. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> man, life is so changed. Life is so changed, and people don't realize. Hey, nigga, that's the that's the wrong route to take. Like, it's okay. It's okay to dabble in it, but nigga, don't 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 bathe in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Just I mean, swimming in these days. That's man. If you look around, like the witch thing is a thing. Like all our yeah. women, like this, everybody's in the witchery and stuff. And like, I'm not against it because I feel like the spiritual realm. Everybody got their own way to access it. But when you make trends of certain shit. Without knowing what that shit is, right. I get scared for you because now you're dabbling in some things you might not yeah. 
Are you just doing it because you, you following the bandwagon? You, bro. And it's like, all right, I, I get it. It's easy for people to hop on trends nowadays, especially if you see it on TikTok. And that's, that's the, that's the thing I be trying to get at people. It's like, all right, it's fun to go ahead and follow it, but open your eyes, be a leader. You can do shit like this as well. Or something else. Or something else. Cause that great challenge was some, some bullshit. Oh my God. Son. <laughs> Dude. And the more people fail, the more people was like, fuck that. I'm going through I'm this going too. It's like, and what I'm a, like, bro. What are we doing? Like, y'all, really, come first on. and foremost, y'all really took the time to set up all these crates. Where you getting all these crates from? Where you get all these crates Where? from? And why you not doing nothing else with your time but set up all? all these crates? What? Then you just you, you climbing them. Yeah, I, hey, crates ain't steady to, to begin with, and you, especially if you putting on fucking grass, bro. I don't. Bro. I, I, I never understood. And then some people mm. would actually make it to the top and then make it harder for themselves. Because I'm like, if you took the time to get to the top, and let's say you want a lucky motherfuckers that didn't fall before you made it to the top, mm-hmm. then it then it got to a point where well now spin around, now do a dance, now switch places with the other person on top. Yeah, then now you fall. It's way too much. It's way too much happening. Bro. I seen it. I seen motherfuckers just just like, oh, I hate this nigga. Let me kick this fucking castle, little fucking crates down. It's like, and now you viral as a motherfucker that fell bro, <laughs> from fifty feet. And, and, Shit. And when you fall from high heights like that, people have the tendency to go ahead and stick that arm back. And now that arm broke. Yeah. And now you're an adult with a broke arm because yeah. you fell all the way down. You because you want to follow them fuck ass trends. Ah, stupid. Hey, well, how is your brain? Again, ain't nothing wrong with having a little fun. But, you know, keep the sense. Be, yes. Keep the sense about it. Let's be smart about our Be our smart about it. Like, shit. Doctor bills ain't, ain't, ain't fun nowadays. When you get older, you really see what a doctor bill is about. And it's like, oh. Oh, I'm gonna have to work overtime for this shit. Oh, you're gonna have to dodge it for ten years. Something like that. Shit. I seen a nigga that was like, "Fuck it, I broke my, I broke my ankle, but you know, I, I'm homeless, so I'm gonna just have to walk it off." And he walked it off. Now his leg looked like a Z. Mm. It looked like a little lightning bolt with a shoe on it. So, <laughs> been fucked up. I'm like, damn. I mean. I think freaking the medical industry in this country will do that to you, though, bro. You hear about how cheap it is everywhere else yeah. or how free it is everywhere else. And here, dude, you, you'll you be dying. And if you don't have the right whatever, they'll yeah. let you die. Yeah, definitely. Son. It's wild out here, son. Bro. <laughs> That's why I, I often find it interesting how other countries see us. Like, I just saw those commercials. <laughs> you saw a commercial for them trying to raise money for our hungry kids in America? Oh, for real? Bro, no, I didn't see Japan. All uh, like oh, my brothers spot. in Japan. Bro, it's another spot, too, that's, like, white. I don't know. I don't want to know. I want to yeah, say it's, like, white. It's, like, because like, it, it was too opposite. It was, like, yeah. some it's like, some Asian people. I don't want to say Japan. Some Asian people yeah. and some white people, like, in Russia or some shit. Saying we have to like, raise oh, money. We have to do the bad America. Yeah. We got to raise money. To help y'all, home, homeless, y'all hungry, y'all motherfuckers. And I was like, bro, they got the Sarah McLachlan commercials for us. Now? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, bro, you would never know that in America, they, we get taught we the shit. This nigga walk around with some outdated Jordans. Look bro. at this. Look at little Ray Ray. He needs help. Just send some quarters. These Jordans old as fuck. Send this some is- yen. Send something, shit. Oh, and that's crazy because my One little brother, day. he's in Japan, and he's like, man, fuck that. I'm not coming back down there. He's like, man, it's so much better up here. Bruh. It's so much better up here. Like, why would I come down to y'all economy? Like, this shit, yeah, what y'all go through is some bullshit. And he's like, nah, I like I like it up here. He said it's nice. I, I was like, all right, cool. I don't know what that life is like yet because hey, I haven't been there, but I get it. I, I understand. I see, I'm a little too Americanized to actually do it unless I become, like, a very rich person because, you know, I still have this... American dream of wanting to be in this film industry and do whatever, whatever. And like America yeah. is where the biggest films are. But if I got to a point like a money, like if I was one of these people like a Will Smith or Denzel Washington that, you know, you didn't had your legacy, 
I understand why motherfuckers just move. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And just be like, I want to have a life here, and this is where my zen is. Yeah. Lenny Kravitz stays like in Hawaii or some shit. Yeah, that that whole Asian notoriety, son. That's the whole reason why John Cena knows Mandarin. He knows oh, Mandarin, bro. Knows and he it, learned son. that shit, bro. <laughs> he, fucking Vince McMahon was like, "Yeah, hey, I got an idea," and was like, "Since this is a, a fucking these the, the, the people in China love." Love American the, culture. Oh, they love it all. Mm-hmm. And so here, learn Mandarin just for this shit. And, and boom, and no way it could backfire because he done fucked up, said some shit that motherfucker they don't like out there. And he, he apologized in Mandarin. In Mandarin. I was. What the bro, fuck? Bro, I, I took. Look. Go that ain't a business plan for you. Oh my God, son. That motherfucker. Hey, that's an intelligent ass fucking. Hey, he know Vince knows what he was doing. Don't know? underestimate the wrestlers, man. People forget that's an art form. People don't respect the fact that it is an art form. To me, I just often tell people it's theater, yo. Y'all, y'all try to hate on it. Yeah. Like, it's fake. No, it's theater. Like, what are you watching on TV that's not fake, quote unquote? Can we look, just have some and, fun? And now look at The Rock. It's just like, holy shit. <laughs> the Rock. Even Cena, like, now Cena's a movie exactly. star at this point, you know? Look at Batista. He's making that money. used to be rapping and shit. Batista. Oh, my God. So right. It's just like, yeah, uh, yep. So, that's, you know, I, I, I respect anybody that, you know, that's keep pushing and make it. Whatever that means to you, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's 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 the that's the embodiment of of somebody that just kept on pushing. You know, you see where they at. It's like, oh shit, you can do something. With that. All right, uh, we come to the fun part of of the, of the cast. Uh, I like to ask people this question just to see where their mind goes. All right, and so basically, you got you got four options and you got four choices to choose from. And basically, what your choices are, you get to be one. You got to be one. You got to raise one. You got to sell one and you got to fuck one of them, okay? All right. <laughs> and, and your options are there's a mermaid, a magwai, a Mexican, and a manatee, all right? And a magwai is, is gizmo. And just in case all right. You, yeah, so, <laughs> gizmo, okay. Yeah, yeah, you be one, you got to raise one of them, you got to sell one of them, you got to fuck one of them. Mermaid, magwai, Mexican, and manatee. What's a, a Spanish manatee? I know some kind of fish. Manatee, oh, yeah, it's, it's one of the. Uh, 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 it's like the sea cows. It's one of those big ass. Uh, you find it in Florida. They're kind of endangered. What would, what would I want with it? What would you want? With it? I mean, just I mean, it's endangered, so it's it's interesting to have. It's endangered. But I was trying to say, what's what would that? you want with it? Nothing, nothing at all. You don't need to have it at all. You can sell it, motherfucker. So. <laughs> I'm what would I want clear. with you? Fucking nothing, man. <laughs> you do that. Like a Mexican? It's a Mexican, it's okay. Mermaid, manatee, and a, and a magwai. And a magwai. <laughs> and I have to be one, sell one, raise one, fuck one. Yeah. Damn. All right. So, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So, I uh, you say be one, yeah, <laughs> raise one, yeah, sell one, fuck one. I'm selling the Mogwai. <laughs> I don't want no troubles. <laughs> I don't want none of the problems. I'm not responsible enough to do the things yeah. required to keep from becoming a gremlin. No. Yeah. Gizmo cute and shit, dog. But I'm one of the people that thought the snuggles bed was kind of creepy. So like. <laughs> Certain days, Gizmo might fuck me up just being Gizmo walking around, son. So I just think I want the whole problem gone. So Gizmo, he gets sold. Um, 
I guess. Okay, so so I so let's is raise one. Yeah, <laughs> fuck one, be one. Um, <laughs> um, I guess I'm a. See, you're waiting for me to say, but fuck the mermaid. Either that or be that motherfucker. I, I, like, I, I, be I'll the figure. mermaid or fuck the mermaid. And look, so we, we what, what kind of mermaids are we talking? Any type of mermaid you can come up with. Because you, you, just... you know the legendary mermaids ain't bad bitches. The legendary no. mermaids are some monster-looking motherfuckers. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even think that's You could be a Jason Momoa mermaid. It don't... <laughs> Everybody will fuck that mermaid. mermaid. If you want my yeah. brother, get you a Jason Momoa mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, fuck it. I'm a, uh, I'm a be. I'm a, hey, why not be a Mexican? I'll be a Mexican. You feel me? Look, Um which means I'm not fucking the manatee, so I'm 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 getting some head from the mermaid. <laughs> Even though it is low key tempting to be the mermaid just to see a whole new world, but I don't yeah. want to <laughs> Disney, but I don't want to lose my whole bottom torso. Like that's what kept going for me, man. I think it's some. Str- you might not have to though. Nigga, where, where's the merman dick at, bro? Like, cause you know seahorses produce on their own, so I be feeling like in that mermaid world, the males to do it. Too. They, see, you know what I'm saying? I don't think they fucking down there, dog. I think it's a lot of freaking kissing and like. They you probably feel on each other. There's something about the fin. The fin probably got some area. Yeah, that's just like something. real erogenous. And they might, the man might attach like snakes or something. I like don't that. want no. <laughs> I can get some head. Hope the teeth ain't too sharp. Send you about your way to uh, Aquaman. Uh, and I'll say, you know, uh, adios, because I'm a Mexican now. <laughs> and me and my manatee, I'm making sure I keep that motherfucker alive. Because he ain't going to turn into a gremlin on me. So yeah. we good. <laughs> we yeah, good. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> we good. Son. We made it around the loop. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. I'll be well, able to make shit make sense, bro, for me. Yeah. And then I'm good. <laughs> Some people, some people just wreck it all. I'm like, fuck it, this ain't gonna make sense, and I'm gonna be as raunchy as possible. And I love it. I love asking that question. And it still question. got back around in the mermaid getting that dick though. Like yeah. I, when you first said it though, I said, man, I don't want to fuck the mermaid. Don't be that guy. You gotta be that guy. You gotta in this be situation, that guy, bro. You gotta be that guy. Oh, you can fuck the Mexican, but with what? Because then you gotta either be. A Maguire, a mermaid, <laughs> or a manatee. Either, either way, either way, it's gonna be some weird shit. It's gonna be. <laughs> you took a safe route, sir. Yeah, right? yeah, I was safe, sir. I kept all my limbs. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the way to go. Hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah, man. This has been a good time. I'm glad. I'm glad I fucking got to holler at you when I came down here. This is what, every time I come down here, I always try to get some of these in before I go, just because that's what keeps it going. It's always, it's always backdated, so it's always, it's always the past. It's always the future listening to the past, and it's like, oh man, that's what was going on, and I fucking love it because people was like, it, it's, it, it's, this is something that I've been doing before the pandemic, so it kind of dated the pandemic, and it, it, you know, it showed what the fucking nigga went through as the pandemic was going right. on, and it's just like, it's just something fucking interesting listen to and see people, people's mindsets at at certain point in time because I, I always come back around and holler at my folks again you know and it's a time so. capsule because once it hit yeah. the internet it's forever yeah exactly <laughs> you hear me so exactly. it's going to it's going to remain that's what when i started my podcast i had that thought in my mind of like 
like you said, it's, it's we would document life, and you could come back years from now and be like, "This is what I was going through, or this is what my mom yeah. was at, or this is where history was." Yeah, in a way. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah definitely respect. Put a pinpoint that. on it. Well, shit, man, let people let people know where they can find you. Oh man, you can find me at uh, Mr. Bats. Spell that Mr. Out. You gonna find another cat on almost all your social media platforms. <laughs> uh, Martin Bats Bradford on Facebook. You can Google Martin Bats Bradford to see some other things I've been in, like HBO's The Outsider, Your Honor on Showtime. Uh, it's been some stuff, like I said, my mind go blank, but check me out, man. I'm getting it in. Uh, you can follow my podcast at the Fly With Bats podcast everywhere you get podcasts. Also, follow the FWB network on Instagram. That's where we do our uh, video show. And you can see, you know, get a taste how we are on that. And Gubble Monster 504 on YouTube is where I do my uh, short mm, films and stuff. So, yeah, man, you know, just the artist getting it in, keeping it going, keeping the dream and the journey alive. You feel me? Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. See, that intro was just, I mean, that outro was just as good as the intro, man. I'm fucking loving it. Boom. Well, you know who this is? God damn it. Uh, the nine minutes cows. Been said a whole thing like a pimp named Slickback. Uh, you know, I got hacked, so be careful. Uh, follow me at the maniacal minutes on Instagram. Uh, or, you know, hit me up at tell me a joke, yo, uh, at gmail.com, man. And, and this has been the cast, man. Until next time. <laughs> tell me a joke, man. Y'all a joke.